It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Houston Astros. The Winning the World Series has been the only thing on our minds. Astros. This team's very special. Let's take it back. back, Yankees. In the American League Championship Series. Game three. Bringing this World Series trophy back to Houston. Everybody's got to come through our house. Deep left field. Let's go. It's gone. And now, Astro Launch. The official pregame show of Houston Astros Playoff Baseball. Brought to you by Houston Methodist, Leading Medicine, by Gallery Furniture, by Daniels Jewelers, and by Waste Management. Here they come. Now to the Astros broadcast booth. Here's Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. Greetings from Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, New York, where today the Houston Astros take on the New York Yankees in Game 3 of the American League Championship Series. The Astros picked up the 3-2 win in 11 innings in Game 2 on Sunday. Carlos Correa, the walk-off home run in the bottom of the 11th inning, also had an RBI double. Justin Verlander struck out seven, allowed two runs in six and two-thirds innings in the start as this best-of-seven League Championship Series now tied at a game apiece. Today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist leading medicine, and the Astros will have Garrett Cole on the mound tonight, and Cole was absolutely brilliant in the division series against Tampa Bay, allowing only a run in two starts over 15 and two-thirds innings, and he's been brilliant over his last 24 starts, regular season and postseason, 18-0 during that stretch, hasn't lost since late May. Well, the one thing I want to say about this pitching matchup is we may see an enormous amount of strikeouts in this ballgame because of the shadows at Yankee Stadium. Mm -hmm. When when you talk about uh, two pitchers like Cole and Severino who have the the high velocity and and the plus pitches and all that, man, we may see a record uh, considering what the hitters are going to have to deal with. It's a very bright, sunny day here at Yankee Stadium. And when you're talking about Garrett Cole, Uh, The best pitcher in baseball at this point. There's no question about that. The last five months has showed that. Uh, But uh, this is going to be a good test. This should be a low-scoring ball game, particularly in the first six, seven innings. Luis Severino, 83 pitches in his game three start in the division series in Minnesota. And Severino went four innings in that ball game, coming back from injury, didn't pitch this year until September. They feel like he's probably stretched out to about 100 pitches, but still not 100% sure what they're going to get from him. Command-wise, I guess, has been the biggest issue for him. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he's not really commanding his pitches like he has. And if you can lay off the high fastball right now or keep the counts in your favor where he can't get you to expand on that high fastball uh, with two strikes, I think you're in business for the Astros. It's going to be tough. Uh, We know it's going to be a hard-fought ball game. Uh, Aaron Boone's going to be very aggressive going to his bullpen. A.J. Hinch will probably give a little bit more leeway with Garrett Cole because he's Garrett Cole. Uh, But right now, uh, it feels like a must-win for both teams. Think about this. 
Think about if the Yankees beat Cole. What a psychological mm-hmm. advantage that they're going to have over the Astros beating their best uh, at this point to, to get the advantage in the series. That, that would go a long way for them. Today's keys to the game are brought to you by your Houston area Lexus dealers. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. We talked about a little earlier with the shadows uh, starting shortly after 4 o'clock New York time. And uh, even during batting practice, you can see the shadows starting to creep in the home plate area. Last for a handful of innings or so early in the ball game, and, and two really hard throwers. That's the other part of it too. And uh, that that seems to be when you have less time to react. That seems to be when those shadows come more into play. You know what? There was a game. I think it was. 1998 uh, with the Cleveland Indians and the Yankees where Mike Mussina pitted against the Indians, Oral Hershiser. And that's two pitchers who aren't necessarily flamethrowers. They're uh-huh. pitchers that can bend the baseball. They can spin the baseball. And I think that's what get hitters uh, the most troubles. And in that game, Mussina had 15 strikeouts in that ball game. Mike Har- Hargrove, the manager for the Indians, saying, you know what, Mike or Mike Mussina has good stuff. He doesn't have 15 strikeout stuff. <laughs> so there's a lot to be said for being able to throw that curveball for strikes uh, when you're dealing with uh, issues with your sight. You know, it's interesting. You think about game three of a series that's tied at 1-1 and, and certainly can be a momentum swing. I mean, sometimes uh, momentum can be that day starting pitcher. But both of these teams could be going with bullpen games in, in game four, although the forecast tomorrow doesn't look very good here in New York. They're talking about a 100% chance of rain around game time and throughout the evening. So that could certainly impact both clubs pitching as well. You know, I don't think that forecast is going to impact either manager in this game, though. Yeah. You've got to manage this game, like A.J. Hinch has been saying over and over, uh, like it's a must-win must set, like a Game 7 type game. Yeah. You, you know, nothing's guaranteed in the, in the following days. Nothing's guaranteed in the following inning even. So uh, you go out there and try to win this one. Uh, for the Astros, uh, their bullpen throwing four and a third shutout innings in that ball game uh, after Verlander pitched brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I thought went a long way for their confidence because everybody's been talking about how nasty the Yankee bullpen is, and it is, but the Astros bullpen matched them last game. I certainly did. Coming up next, we will hear from A.J. Hinch of the Manager Show, presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Yankees radio broadcaster Susan Waldman, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. And that's hit sharply past the dive of Urshela and down the left field line. Bregman scores, tearing for third base and stopping there Alvarez. An RBI double for Correa. 1-0 Astros. Erlander set the 3-2. Breaking ball line to Altuve on a hop. He can't play it. Gets off of him. Around third and coming home. LeMahieu throw to the plate in time. Correa throwing home after the ball hit off of Altuve. Hit off of his chest and went to his right. Correa, the Johnny on the spot, and threw it home to get the out and in the inning. And what other shortstop has the arm strength to twist the other direction and throw a bullet strike to home plate for an easy tag for Torino? First pitch. And Correa lines it deep to right field. Judge is going back at the wall, looking up. See you later! See you later! See you later! See you later! 
series and a game apiece on the walk-off home run by Carlos Correa in the bottom of the 11th. Three to two, Astros win it. A mob scene at home plate for Correa as he stops on home plate for an exclamation point. We're tied at one apiece. Welcome back to Astro Launch before game three of the American League Championship Series. I've got A.J. Hinch uh, before the game and just wanted to touch briefly on one of the more epic games that we've seen. We've seen a lot of them in the last few years, but Carlos Correa coming, coming up huge, A.J., for you on both sides of the ball. Uh, what stuck out most for you? Um, really about Carlos, it was, it was just really about his impact. I mean, obviously, beginning of the game, he gets the big double, uh, has another good at bat where he flies out to deep center. He he comes up late um, and gets the big homer. He contributed on defense with the big play, you know, off of Altuve, very instinctual play. Um, so, you know, you look up and you're like, man, Carlos was in the middle of everything mm -hmm. that we were doing. And that's, you know, it's one of why he's one of the more special players we can keep him on the field. And you managed the bullpen, I thought, beautifully. But uh, so many guys had to step up. They got five outs. But Joe Smith was yeah. good, wasn't he? Yeah, and it's nice to talk about our bullpen, you know, being able to to get through those those innings. Uh, really tough offense on the other side and, and tough to match up with. But, you know, I thought I thought Will Harris coming in and getting Didi out was really big. I think Joe Smith going out. And, and I didn't intend for him to go multiple innings until until he got through the first inning in mm. such easy fashion so he goes back out um you know and, and then josh james coming in and getting the big strike out long at bat against gary sanchez and then and then the next you know within 30 seconds i yeah. felt like we won the game because cray had, had let off the next inning so you know you forget that that's a um you know a, a, a big day where where you know we you know our starting pitching was really good our our bullpen was really good we had some timely hits we won a really emotional game now, two out of the last three games, you faced nine pitchers out of other teams' mm -hmm. bullpens. That last game against the Rays, and then yes, or two days ago against the Yankees, it's becoming routine. But you guys just learn to adjust and, and, and go through your due diligence on prep, right? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I think I think that's you know, there's some copycatting going on when it comes to how teams are are, are being built for October. It's also October baseball. You see a little bit more of the panic button being pushed yeah. and we're in and, and matchups being extreme and you want to like, you know, you want to make sure that you're ready for all your pitchers. And so once you see them, you know, this is a really long series. It's going to be interesting to me. In a five-game series, we barely got to see a guy twice even though the the Rays really emphasized this this opener plus the bullpen. Mm -hmm. In a seven-game series, if it lasts a long time, you know, we're going to see this the the, the Conley, Ottavino, the Chapman, the Britton these that guys the virtually every game, and eventually it does help the hitter yeah. to have some familiarity, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But um, it's an interesting strategy, but it's 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 kind of become you know the way to go for some teams when they have elite bullpens. I noticed you've got a couple of uh, roster tweaks. Uh, let, let's take the first one, Altuve and Brantley, second and third. You decided to go Altuve and then Brantley. What's your decision? Yeah, there? I mean, I, I think some of that stuff can be overthought. I mean, I, okay. I when I moved Alvarez down and in Yuli up behind Bregman, um, that was really where this whole thing originated, and I and I wanted to get Yuli behind Bregman. Yuli swinging the bat great. He hit four rockets the other day. Didn't yeah. get anything to show for it. Had a really long at bat, and I thought he was going to end the game, um, the inning before Correa did. Um, that kind of generated a decision on whether or not I wanted to have three right-handed hitters in a row with Altuve, Bregman, and Gurriel. So I decided to switch Brantley and Altuve. Jose swinging the bat well. Brantley is 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 used to being in the three hole. 
Um, so they kind of work in tandem and not so much one decision, but but more of an overall look at our bar lineup. With Correa swinging the bat, he, he pulls a ball, goes the other way with the home run. Do you see a little more freedom in, in his swing right now? Yeah, I mean, I don't I, – look, I, I think I, evaluating on a day-by-day basis is, is bad. I mean, if he goes four for four today, he's fixed. If he goes zero for four, then he's back being stiff. Yeah. So I, I see him just competing his tail off, trying to help us in, contribute. So yeah. I really don't try to watch these guys with an eagle eye on what exactly they're doing on a day-to-day basis. He's healthy. He's one of the best players on our team when he's healthy. Um, I do like that he contributed, and, and obviously the freedom in his swing is important. One thing I've noticed you said a lot <clears throat> during the postseason is these are all game sevens. Mm-hmm. Has that have you changed a little bit in the last few years, getting more and more experience in the postseason? Maybe maybe a little bit. You know, I think what I've learned in the in my postseason experience has just been there is no bad decision if you play aggressively. The only bad decision is being tentative and 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 being maybe afraid to pinch hit early in the game or being afraid to bring in, you know, Will Harris, you know, in the sixth inning because you don't know what's going to happen in the eighth. The reality is you learn over time Mm -hmm. that games can be lost any given time you want to put all your players in position you can't just be reckless with that and end up with nobody at the end of the game but you you know by bringing in Osuna in the eighth inning the other day like things like that you can be aggressive in the playoffs uh when you get the matchup you want and and kind of to hell with the traditional view of where these roles are and and what you know (laughs) what guys are used to doing guys step up in the playoffs what your most experienced uh, playoff player is is Josh Reddick, and he's in here at Yankee Stadium. Is that mm-hmm. part of the reason he's in there? No, I mean, well, I think more of it is about his matchup with Severino. I okay. think Josh Reddick's a really good player. I think Tuck has not, um, <clears throat> you know, swung the bat probably as well as we had hoped. He got the big, you know, big hit off of Tanaka uh, in Game One. You know, Jake is is going to be more of the the defensive replacement off the field, and so you look up and. It's Josh Reddick's job. It's always been his job. We want him to play right field. He, he is a good matchup in this ballpark. He swings it back pretty well in this ballpark. So um, all of that, you know, the experience matters. It helps. Um, but the fact that he's our most experienced is just, is just the nature of him being on good teams. Garrett Cole gets the mound tonight. Um, how much do you think that JV's playoff experience has helped him along through this stuff? Uh, maybe a little bit. You yeah. know, I think Garrett has is emerged and matured in his, in own, his right. own right. Yeah. I, you know, I think the, the having other other pitchers around that have done it um, is always nice. And I think you know he's got he's had a growing confidence over the course of the the entire year. Yeah. Um, but I think from a preparation standpoint, from a game planning standpoint, from controlling his emotions. I mean, Garrett. You know, Garrett is is plenty equipped, you know, to handle his own business. He does bounce things off of everybody around. Um, I like the tandem, obviously. They kind of feed off of one another, both in energy and, and in preparation. So, um, but Garrett's pretty good on his own right. Yeah, last, last thing, uh, late afternoon start time. It's going to be sunny, so there's going to be shadows. Just from your experience, uh, what did that do to you as a hitter, and what pitches are, are the toughest? Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, it's it's a really tough shadow field, but and both guys have electric arms, so it's going to be 98, 99 miles an hour on both sides. That you know, picking up spin is always is usually pretty hard. Yeah. Um, shape of pitches you can you can kind of pick up because the a curveball pops up a little bit. So Garrett uh, Garrett's breaking ball, you know, but maybe if affected a little bit, but. Mostly, it's dis- dis- you know discerning between the, the fastball slider, uh, front to back with the changeup can play. That'll help Severino okay. a little bit. 
Um, but in reality, you can have a picture-perfect, crystal-clear day, and both these dudes are hard to hit. Yeah, that's right. All right, good luck tonight. You got Welcome it. back. Robert Ford joined by Susan Waldman, broadcaster on radio for the Yankees. And uh, late night, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, for uh, Game 2, uh, Astros winning in 11 innings. Uh, you guys left after the game. Astros left on the travel day yesterday. But what, what time did you guys wind up getting in? Well, I think the plane landed maybe 6.30. I walked in my house a quarter of 8 in the morning. It's already The sun is up and my dogs want to go out, so I didn't sleep till last night. It was great. It's baseball in the postseason, right? <laughs> and is this baseball in the postseason? Another thing we've seen a lot of in the postseason is the way the bullpens have been employed. And it's a little different now with uh, teams using openers, things of that nature. James Paxton in Game 2, not necessarily a traditional opener, but uh, uh, pulled him early in the game. Aaron Boone did in the third inning, saw an opportunity, and it worked for the most part, but I guess that's kind of one of the perils of a bullpen game is if you play extras. You know, it actually is, and the, and the thing that's interesting, and I know Aaron Boone has gotten killed for taking out Paxton with uh, you know, with with so few pitches. If you had watched the game, it, it, Paxton was getting hit, and he weren't, weren't necessarily dropping in, but yeah. he was getting hit very hard. There were a lot of line shots. He didn't agree with it. You could see him mouth an expletive when they took him out. The other thing about the bullpen game, whether um, Aaron Boone takes out Chad Green too early, brings in Ottavino to, you know, who doesn't have his slider right now. Eventually, you have to score a run. And the yeah. thing that no one is talking about is that the Yankees didn't hit. I mean, and, and Houston didn't either until Jay Happ came in the game. But you also have to score runs. And so, but the this is why they have used their bullpen the way they did through the whole season. Nobody pitched more than um, tw- twice in a row. Mm-hmm. This They were ready for this. This is why they're set up like this. Do you think that we could see a quick hook, maybe not as quick as we saw in game two, but a quick hook on, on Severino today? No. No, I don't. And I don't know. I don't know if he goes five, unless he's getting hit. Yeah. If he's Severino, they will watch him to see. Because um, don't forget, he didn't pitch all year. Right. And he only pitched in September a couple times. Um, if he is Severino and he is able to use the changeup and the slider effectively and not just throwing high fastballs at 97 and 98, because that never goes away. It's the other thing. If they see him weakening a little bit, they'll pull. But I don't expect him to be pulled, unless he's getting hit, of course. Well, really, one of the stories of the Yankee season, I mean, he won 103 games despite you know, 30 different players going on the injured list, which is 32 players going on the injured list, which is believed to be a record. Uh, and, of course, injuries an issue now. Giancarlo Stanton not in the starting lineup with the quad injury. Aaron Hicks getting the start. And, of course, he hadn't started in a couple of months after dealing with, with the, the elbow injury. Uh, obviously, with Stanton, we'll have to wait and see. But do they, they feel like Hicks is, is, is close to full go now? Well, he's there. Um, uh, and he wasn't that great when he came back from the first injury. Right. He he hasn't played a game since August 3rd and when he blew out his, his elbow, but he wasn't hitting then either. I mean, he's there. What they think is that it gives them two players because he is a switch hitter. Stanton, and I know a lot of people are ripping this guy, Stanton is legitimately hurt. And Aaron Boone told me a little while ago that if it were the regular season, he'd be on the injured list. He was trying to take uh, balls in the outfield. I saw him. He couldn't bend over what a typical quad injury looks mm-hmm. like. I saw him hitting. He can hit. It's whether he can run to first base. So this series now shifting back to New York, always a, a tough place to play. How much, I mean, you've, you've called a lot of games here, obviously covered the Yankees as a reporter before you were on the broadcast side. 
the whole idea of it being tough to play in Yankee Stadium, particularly in the postseason, do you do you buy into that? I do buy into that, and it's only because I talk to um, opposing players. I mean, yeah. I know what the fans do. I know that uh, who is someone one one of the um, uh, one of the guys, one of the pitchers for uh, Minnesota was talking about warming up in the bullpen and couldn't you know they were throwing things and you know I remember in the seventies the the Red Sox used to bring like a barrage of people out there so that like Louis Tiad could warm out with warm up without getting tomatoes thrown at him. I don't think they do that anymore. But they start all these kinds of things and you know they were pretty tough on the the kid that the Uber guy. They were tough right. on him yelling right. Uber Uber. You know, but but that's I don't think it's going to bother Garrett Cole. That's just my opinion. Um, it makes it I think it helps them more than hurts the other team. I'm not quite sure professional athletes get scared by fans. Susan Waldman, Yankees radio broadcaster. Always good to catch up with you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for asking me, Robert. The chase for the pennant. For a third straight year. Happens here. The Astros win the AL West and headed to the postseason. Astros Radio. We win three more series. We're going to hang another flag. Enjoy tonight. Houston's exclusive hometown call. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.